Good morning and welcome back to another episode of the Crashing Up podcast, where we provide you with the knowledge, insights, and lessons to build the next big thing. I'm your host, Randy Ginsberg, and today with me, I have a very special guest. He is a recent University of Michigan graduate and the co-founder of Wellness, a brand new social mindfulness and self-care app. Um, this may sound familiar to some of you who read the Crashing Up newsletter. I shared it as a tool of the week a few months back, and it has quickly become one of my favorite apps to use as of recently, so I'm really excited to get into this. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce Tommy Sealy. Thank you for taking the time. Thanks for having me, Randy. I appreciate it. So tell me a bit about yourself and how wellness came to be. Yeah. Um, well, I guess the beginning of the story is kind of hard, um, but I, I went into my freshman year of college at Michigan with um, not too much of an understanding about mental health, um, but I had struggled with basic anxiety in, in high school, like most students probably nowadays, sadly, but um, that was pretty much my understanding of it. Um, and went into my freshman year loving Michigan um, and had a really weird start to my time there because I, um, I, uh, my, my roommate lost his dad um, my uh, third month of school. And then a month later, my best friend at Michigan um, also lost his dad. Um, and then three months later, I lost mine. Um, and it was really obviously hard. Um, and I had no idea like what to do with myself for many months. Um, something that was really helpful for me was I had seen how um, two very close people to me had dealt with um, their losses and how they went through the grieving process. And they're very different. Um, one didn't really want to talk about it um, and was kind of chin up. And the other was really deeply affected by it. And um, I knew I couldn't get, I knew I, I never wanted to be that deeply affected not deeply affected, but I, I, I didn't want to sink down into a place that I, it would be hard for me to come out of. Uh, I'm inherently a very social person um, and I, I love being with other people. And it just really scared me that that's where I could descend to. Um, and so after a couple months of like processing, <laughs> um, I went back to Michigan and um, ended up running this mental health awareness campaign um, where I put my dad's beer logo, homemade beer logo on these t-shirts um, and sold them. Um, and all the proceeds went to this awesome foundation called the Brain and Behavior Research Foundation and got very involved with mental health communities from that, from that point on, um, on Michigan's campus, as well as just in general, I was really passionate about creating mediums for people to talk about that sort of thing. Um, because something that was really shocking to me was how many people, my friends and family who I'd known for my whole life uh, would come to me and tell me their stories about how they struggled with mental health or how they knew someone who had or how they had lost someone to mental health. And it was really eye-opening. Um, and from that point on, I was extremely passionate about it um, and pursued my interest in CS very separately from that. I worked at a couple startups and um, ended up working at um, LinkedIn, um, where I actually met my now co-founder, uh, Mars. Um, and we were just very 
she was, I, um, she was just asking me a lot of questions about why I was so passionate about it. And I was telling her about this like very basic idea of a mental health app that would be fun for young people to use, like something that was approachable um, and not too heavy, um, something that was easy to do on your own and just a really easy way to process and think about your emotions. Um, Cause that was something that I struggled with a lot. Um, I had a therapist for three years and the, the biggest thing that we talked about was like the waves of good and bad days and the importance of, of kind of releasing and, and understanding some of those things that were going on in my head, which I had at that point, like very, a very hard time doing. Um, and Mars ended up being a cognitive science student um, at Michigan. Um, and she was so thoughtful about um, what I was working on and what I wanted to, to, create that I was like, well, I have like two of my very close friends at Michigan who have, who are also really passionate about this. Um, and I'd love for you to meet them when we get back to school. Um, so we did that and that was, um, last fall and we've been working on wellness since then. Um, and yeah, as I said, we, we graduated all together in May, um, and have come a long way since then, but yeah, that's kind of the, the story, um, of, of how we got started. Yeah. It's crazy how that all works, how, you know, probably the lowest points end up leading to now what I could imagine is one of the best points of your life and the biggest thing. So really amazing. Can you walk me through the UX if I haven't used it before, if someone was downloading wellness for the first time? Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course. So right now wellness feels very much like a, a prompt library. Um, that's changing kind of soon. Um, but right now you'll open up wellness and, um, you'll get, you'll see that we have two primary ways of talking about uh, your, your day, and that's called a daily and the evening conversation. So they're kind of these two big cards in the home screen. Um, and we also on the home screen have um, like a mood check and a, a, a quick note. So if you just wanna get something off your chest, it's really easy to do that through that. Um, or the mood check is just kind of entering which moods you're feeling and then being prompted to, to talk more about those. So um, let's say I do the, the daily conversation um, that kind of just talks to me through like, you know, what's going on in my day. Um, it'll prompt me like with questions like, you know, what's something you're excited about today? Um, is there anything that you're um, like worried about? Um, or, uh, you know, what's, what's been occupying a lot of your, your headspace. Um, so what, whatever that is, like just kind of fresh questions every day that allow you to step back and say, um, I want to set like great intentions for today and, and know how I'm feeling. Um, so that's kind of the, the general flow. Um, we'll prompt you, uh, users can respond with either uh, voice to text. So that's kind of what we encourage users to do. Um, there's this big red bu- uh, button at the bottom of the screen that you can tap and it'll start uh, transcribing everything that you say. Um, and we're really excited about voice because it um, allows people to, to not think about what they're uh, typing as much like a lot people are a lot less cognizant about the words that they're using when they're talking as opposed to when they're typing and there's also a lot of just negative connotations with typing that we have today um, so it just makes you feel a little bit more present and there's also of course like scientific benefits to speaking about to speaking um, especially about like things that are going on in your head um, but yeah so you'd either respond like with a uh, you know typed out message if that's kind of what you want or you respond with your voice um, and then you get like you just get kind of get your next prompt and it's kind of like a conversational like um, experience and it'll continue to be that. Um, and we're going to continue ex- to expand that too. Um, and then after that, you'll get some coins. You'll be rewarded for, for you know, checking in that day. Uh, you can use those coins to personalize your avatar. Eventually, you'll be able to personalize your home screen and your, your themes um, and even like um, 
create routines that you like to go through. Um, that's kind of something that we're starting to work on now. Um, and um, that's a general flow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really lighthearted and uh, meant to be something that's quick and easy to do. Um, so we don't enforce any reading or videos or, you know, trying to tell you how to live your life. It's really just to prompt you to think about things that um, maybe you're not processing um, as much as you should be. Um, so that's, that's kind of the flow of the app at this point. Yeah, I want to highlight the voice thing, because that's really what stood out to me. And I think is a huge differentiator for you. When I first saw the demo of it, that's what really appealed to me because even though I enjoy the act of writing, I don't like writing or journaling no, or yeah. handwriting. <laughs> so being able to speak into the phone is awesome. And I was actually very surprised at how well the natural language processing was able to pick up um, the voice and how accurate yeah. it was. Because even when you use Siri or something or other apps that are audio based, I've seen that it's not as accurate or even like the little nuances, the ums, the filler words don't always get picked up, but this is surprisingly accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was a little bit of toying with a few different ways of doing that. Um, but we actually, (laughs) it's funny that you said Siri, like we actually just use Apple's speech kit like framework right now. Um, and it was the most native to our iOS development. Um, and we did a lot of testing of a lot of different solutions and that seemed to be the best working one. Um, we don't save your voice. I'll also add like, we don't save your voice right now. Um, but it's something that we're looking into, um, because especially when we start to expand into more um, something that like we're thinking a lot about um, to kind of give you the insider scoop (laughs) is like pseudo or um, just anonymous social, Mm -hmm. um, which could look like stories that you could like kind of read around the world of like different conversations going on um, of like this virtual world that we could create within the wellness app is kind of like this game that you progress in as you progress in life like that's that's kind of we want wellness to be that companion that partner to you and that thing that you kind of lean on when you are feeling overwhelmed or or in a a bad place um and i think being able to share voice is just so intimate um and hearing how other people are are talking about things could be really interesting so it's definitely something we're going to continue researching on and expanding on hundred percent. And I think we'll get into a bit more of what's on your like 2021 roadmap or the future of wellness later on. But I wanted to uh, know a bit if there were any big user data insights patterns that you realized of how people actually use the app. And then is that affected by COVID? Because I know a lot of people who do journal and who write or they actually take notes about their um, mental health, they might do it on a commute, on a subway, something like that. You're not going to hear someone speak into their phone probably about something mm-hmm. that's super serious amongst a lot of humans. Do you think that that is going to change once we get back to normal? That's an interesting question. Um, I think COVID has shown to people how important it is to have a mental health practice uh, and to have a way of talking about your mental health, whether that for some people is therapy. Um, A lot of people either can't afford therapy or aren't ready to make that commitment in their lives. So we really wanted to be early on that in between, um, like for people that are really in that early stages of like, they're in a transitionary period of their life, or um, they're starting to struggle, or they just really want to have something to talk to um, and just have that outlet, right? And yes, definitely COVID accelerated people's understanding of why the mental health crisis is so important to work on. 
I don't believe it's going away, even when COVID is uh, hopefully, hopefully going to be a thing of the past in the next year um, or two. But mental health and, and people's mental health will never go away. Um, everyone has a, We believe that everyone has a mental health at the end of the day. Um, and it's important to have resources and outlets to care for that. Um, so yeah, we think people will definitely continue like finding ways that work for them um, even after this. I will say that, yeah, people won't be going on the subway and using speech attacks to talk about like things that they're struggling with, but that's not what any of our users, like our users don't do that when they're on a walk or, um, you know, when they're in a, in a place that like they need privacy. Um, but similar to like meditation, like you're not opening headspace at, at, in that time either. So we, the, the, the timing thing doesn't worry us too much. Um, but it will be interesting to see how it changes. Um, and I think at that point, there's going to be a whole different set of struggles um, that people are going to um, embrace once we, once we are past this phase of COVID. But um, I don't think we'll be going anywhere. And if anything, it's proven to people that um, self-served digital solutions and companions are so important for when you lose a support network or you don't feel supported by your existing group. Um, so I, I, I think our need will only increase over time. Yeah. It wasn't even more about, I think, like you said, the need is always there. And the more that we use technology, the more that just we start to reduce the stigma on mental health and people become more aware of it, the need's only going to increase. It was more of just, I guess, timing patterns and how yeah. people do use the app yeah. in their daily lives. Yeah. So I, I can, I guess I, I didn't talk about that. So we have seen that um, most of our users like really just enjoy talking about their day, uh, their day to day, like how it went or, you know, how, how they hope it goes um, as well as like, checking in on their mood. So that's kind of why we have that on the homepage as like just really easy ways to kind of get into journaling. Um, I don't even like to call it journaling, I guess, but just like checking in as like an outlet. Um, and with courses um, that we offer, so if you don't know, I, 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 I kind of didn't mention this in the beginning, but we also have these like themed question sets um, that we call courses that are on specific um, things like imposter syndrome or uh, self-confidence or um, facing fear, whatever that may be, we have these like long question sets that you kind of answer over time. So if it's something that you want to work on and that you're cognizant of um, and you want to be thinking about more consistently. Um, so we help people with like, we help a lot of our users like with those courses. Um, and we've seen that when a user starts using a course, um, they tend to come back a lot more because it gives them a sense of progress and a sense of like, um, bettering themselves in a very specific way, um, which is really interesting. So we'll, we'll definitely continue to bleed that into more of the, like the daily process, um, which is kind of what we're thinking about with these like routine building um, uh, ideations. But yeah, that's kind of it, where we're at with that. Totally. On the, I know the future and I saw your roadmap doc, one of the big things was listed was assisted search. And you talked about how you want wellness to be something that lives with you for an extended period of time throughout the years. I think one big thing about mental health, and this even stretches more the instance I'm thinking of is addiction, that doesn't necessarily come on right away. Like you start to drink every night, it's one drink, and then your tolerance builds and it continues to go on. 
is there plans for an assisted search where it's indexing all of your um, voice notes? So if you're, they're like, what did you do today? And you're like, yeah, I took a drink. And then, well, you took a drink every single day. Wow, I might have a drinking problem. And sometimes you feel like you know how you feel, but you don't know actually what it is. And this sort of brings that to light. Definitely. Um, and that's why we're really excited about assisted search in the first place. Um, we've seen a lot of other uh, input apps, journaling apps, whatever you want to call it, um, do like mood tracking, which I think is awesome. Um, and we don't even really have that at this point. Um, but it's, it, it is a really nice way to see like how you've been doing over time. What I'm personally more interested in is helping people identify patterns in what they've been up to. Um, and by having a lot more rich data, like, you know, we don't only have moods, like we have a lot of cool, um, like detailed entries about how someone's living their life in the wellness app. And if we can help them see that on a, in an easier way, that's really interesting to us. So some things that were mentioned there were like um, auto tagging nouns for them. Um, so um, people that they mention, uh, we can show them, Hey, like see all the times that you've mentioned this person um, or auto tagging, like where they made that entry. So all the entries you made in like almost like your photos map, like on your phone yeah. um, and, and other like really um, recurring um, entities that, that continue coming up. So we want to, con- we want to definitely explore that realm. Um, it's super, super interesting to us um, and a lot and allows people to, not only have some something to talk to, but something to like look at how like what's been going on in their life in a really easy way. Um, so that's that that's where our heads are at with that. Hundred percent. Well, I'm excited for it. Like I said, I think even just not knowing necessarily how you feel and then being able to see, well, oh, I'm actually talking about this. This is a pattern and might be something I should um, focus my attention to. Is really powerful. Yes. <laughs> I want to uh, switch gears here away from yeah. kind of the business side more to just general mental health. How do you think, because you're around this idea of social mental health, how do you think this idea of connecting with others is a way to improve the broader ecosystem? Is it decreasing stigma or is it just reducing loneliness of having that um, discourse? I think it's both. Um, I think we are used to seeing social, socialized mental health apps in the form of a, like an anonymized forum. Um, which quite frankly, like we don't, we don't think that that works very well. Um, it can get really difficult on the moderation side of things. And it's really hard to identify good conversations and bad conversations that are going on. Um, so we're, that we're not as interested in. Um, what we do think is really powerful is the idea of feeling like you are not alone. Um, and it's something that we noticed in our focus groups. So we, we ran these like focus groups at Michigan and, um, it was really empowering to a lot of the people that came. It almost, (laughs) I wouldn't say it was like group therapy, but like a lot of these people that we would bring in and like, you know, we would just kind of create this like open medium for people to talk about how they were doing and like, you know, share with each other how they, um, would identify those things and what they would do to feel better. It was really helpful for people like people these these people were leaving these focus groups like yeah like i feel a lot better um just talking about these these sorts of things and like that was like you know okay well we want to help people talk about these sorts of things like which is why we're excited about wellness in the first place but also it was not just because they were talking about them it was because they felt like they weren't alone in that process right so like 
very, very simple things we do right now is we say like how many other people um, are journaling, um, or, you know, have journaled. So that's, that's cool. Um, and it allows people to feel like they're not alone in that, that journey. Um, and I think us tapping into that, that beauty of making someone feel like they are supported and not only supported by us as an app, but also by other, like the millions of other people who deal with very similar issues and just, you know, it's very hard to see that um, with the lens that social media has um, put on um, for how, how you communicate what's going on in your life. Um, so I, I think it's super interesting and really I hope it just enables more authentic conversations and um, allowing you to see what's, you know, going on in the world right now and what other people might be struggling with. And to be quite honest, like, no, I don't think we know exactly the interaction that we want to build, but yes, it will be very much focused on the feeling supported um, and not feeling lonely in your journey. Um, so those, those will be the emotions that we'll really be pursuing. Definitely. And I think the idea of not being lonely in your journey is a perfect segue into mental health as a founder, because I know even though I'm not a founder of my own business, just being a self-starting creative and trying to build something from the ground up when they are not surrounded by people who are doing the same, who are taking the normal corporate path, which is of course is fine, but there's a different mindset that goes into that. How have you dealt with that? And what have you noticed as someone who's recently ventured into that world? It is really, really hard. Um, to put it quite simply, it is really, really hard. Um, it's very difficult and lonely. Um, and there's, I saw this awesome tweet that was, um, I think it was Suhail who tweeted it, who said, who had this graph of like, you know, initial excitement. Um, I know what and you're talking about. <laughs> people like loving what you're working on and feeling like you're on top of the world. And then the, the, I think it was called like the, the trough of sorrow. This, that, I forget what it was, um, but it, it, it's exactly the stage that a lot of founders get really um, lost in. Um, and I definitely did. Like it, there are days where, and what's funny about that is it's like, um, I think it could have been even more specific. Like on some days I will have an awesome morning and I, you know, we, maybe we got some good news or, um, you know, something's working really well and I'm super pumped about it. And then it takes one like negative thing to happen for me to completely tank. And it's something I've talked to a lot of other founders about and this sort of roller coaster of emotion. And I, I, I was, I was like, this has to be something that is more exaggerated with me. Like I, I, I just have a hard time believing that other people go through this on a day-to-day -day basis. And the more and more founders I spoke to, the clearer it was that I was not alone in that. Um, and it's really that in particular, like that is what puts me, um, that's what, what, what's exhausting about it is like your mood is very much tied to the success of your company. Um, because obviously you're so passionate about making it work that the slightest inconvenience or bad news can really um, make you feel like worthless. Um, and that like, you know, you're not building anything that's like gonna work. Um, and it's super exhausting. It's a really exhausting process, but 
the best founders that I've seen, at least that, that I've tried to learn from, have found a way to, to find a balance in that. And every founder still feels those ups and downs daily that I've spoken to at least, but they've found a way to um, not let it affect the rest of their day as deeply as it does initially. Um, and it's something I also talk to like, I, like our, like some of them, you know, our advisors and investors, I, I'll have conversations like that with them. And yeah, it's really hard, but it's really worth it when it's something that you are so passionate um, and care about. And it's also something that like my co-founder yesterday was like, Mars was like, you know, so, something we always have to do is like step back and, and realize like to have fun with it um, and to, to enjoy every minute of it. And the fact that we're getting to work on something that we're all really excited about. Um, so like, there's a lot of really awesome things and not to mention the community of like founders and, and people um, that are just really excited about entrepreneurship in general is like really, really motivating and refreshing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's lonely. Um, and there are definitely days where it's just like really, um, hard to keep going, but you have to, and that's like your only option. Um, so yeah, it's, I have a lot to speak on that, but, um, I'll, I'll, I'll stop there. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I mean, you can add myself to the list of people who can empathize just the littlest things It could be sending a cold email and not getting a response will put yeah. you in the dumps and then seeing the dopamine hit of waiting on something just immediately shoots you up and I'm the same exact way. So I definitely can attest to it. And it is tough, especially during COVID, I think when yeah. the only thing to do, at least for myself is work, you know, I'm not a big, like, I'm never going to go binge watch like Game of Thrones. Like I can't sit in front of the TV that long. <laughs> and so when that is your work, getting it intertwined with your identity is really something that's a challenge, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I want to touch base on the gross disproportionate amount of people who are seeking treatment versus people who are actually able to provide the treatment on college campuses. How do you think technology can impact that for the positive? I know there's already a few things that are of course, lowering stigma, but if you have a piece of software you're talking to, it reduces price. That software can be wherever you are, whenever you are. There's no finite amount of people that you can see in a day. How do you think that broader technology is going to change the mental health space? So I want to make one thing clear, which is that we don't ever envision therapy going away, uh, nor do we seek to replace it in any way. Um, what we do think is that therapy is getting more accessible to more and more people, which is fantastic. Um, we've seen efforts from a lot of universities um, that are trying to improve this um, and make it easier to, to see a therapist. Um, most universities' budgets have increased their mental health um, like allocation uh, like by over 50% um, in the past like five years, um, which is awesome to see. Um, and yeah, I think schools are hyper aware that this is now something that needs to be addressed, um, which is really good. Like, that's great. Um, now on the execution side of things, yeah, it definitely varies. Um, I happen to find a, a therapist that I really loved, um, at Michigan. I know a lot of people who that was not the case for. Um, and not to mention 
I was someone who knew needed therapy. Like everyone was like, yeah, you should go to a therapist. And I was like, yeah, I, I should go to a therapist. And it was obvious. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to go to a therapist. And I walk in knowing, fully knowing what I was going into, or at least what I thought I was going into. And the combination of the fluorescent lights, the cubicles, and the intake form where I was writing how many times I had contemplated suicide or hurting others or abusing drugs made me think that I shouldn't be there. And those issues, while extremely important to address and to, to make sure that people who are in that realm are getting help, there are a lot of people who might seem completely fine, don't, aren't abusing, aren't um, contemplating suicide or having suicidal thoughts that are really struggling. Um, and it's so important to make everyone feel um, supported and like therapy is a good thing for them. And I can't imagine to a normal student who, you know, might feel disposition to, to go to therapy um, and like they, they, they take that leap to go into the office and that's what they're greeted with. I just, I, I, I still think back to that day all the time and think about how hard that was. And I think there's an enormous opportunity to make that easier for people. Um, and I think technology will, will only help that uh, to, to, like, to a degree um, in, in, in making sure people can get access when they need it and also have something to talk about, you know, to talk to uh, if they don't feel comfortable going into that session. And that, and, and that realm is where, is where we're, you know, most positioned right now. But yeah, I think ultimately technology will help a lot of people get better access and better treatment. Um, it's already helped an enormous amount of people through like video sessions. Um, like there's a lot of awesome platforms that help, help and uh, people do that, which is great. Um, but yeah, um, and, and the, the last thing I'll say here is like, you know, there's a lot of beautiful technology that will come out in making the mental health space better for people. There's a lot of technology that will, that will make people not as happy too. Um, and there is definitely a dark side um, to how tech has impacted um, people's mental health. Um, so it's not really a black and white, yeah, technology is great for all mental health. Um, but I think in the mental health space, yes, it will be radically changing how people deal with it. So I'm excited to see how that, that works out. Definitely. And that perfectly leads into my last question of when you are building a tech-based mental health solution, for lack of a better word, is there this push-pull of we don't want our users to spend too much time on their screens and we want them to be present with the outdoor world. But when you have an app, I know yours is an advertising base, but if you are going that model, it's all about screen time, user yeah. eye, everything. How do you kind of balance that? Like good for your app, good for the world. Yeah. So um, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of talk about this um, that we have internally. Um, we have always tried to make it extremely easy to exit out of the app. Like after you're done with the journaling session, we give you this like fun Shibuya screen, um, and you know it's it's a really good exit point. Uh, that's something that Jack always talked about. He's Jack's our co-founder and, and designer, and he always talked about how we have exit points in the app, um, and that is super important. 
um, and allows people to feel like they have accomplished what they wanted to come in and do. Um, and then now they feel comfortable getting out um, and spending the rest of their day with people that hopefully support them or, you know, doing their work or whatever that is. Um, so we're really optimized on speed. So you come in, you know, you, you start your daily ritual and you do that. Um, there's no reading, there's no educating. Um, we've seen a lot of other apps do that, which is great. Like it's really good to be educated on why this is important, but they're not coming into wellness to read about why it's important to talk or like, you know, to, to, to dissect imposter syndrome. They, they're coming in cause they're struggling with that and they want to talk about it, you know? Um, and I, and we figure that if they want to read or if they want to watch videos or they want to hear other people explain it, they'll go do that somewhere else. Um, and really our, 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 a win for us is when someone kind of just comes in, does their, their journaling for the day and, and does like, you know, their, their little outlet about talking about their mental health and, and leaves. Um, that makes us super happy. Um, and we'll never be on an advertising model. Um, like Jack would actually vomit if he, <laughs> if I told him we'd put ads in the app. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we, we think that we have value that, um, users are hopefully willing to just pay for so that we never have to do that. Um, and that people can um, have this little thing that they can really enjoy um, growing with. Um, but that's how we think about it. Yeah. I think it's really, really important to always have those conversations though. And, and we always try to, um, but it's hard. It's like, yeah, like, you know, people are already on their phone so much. Why are we building a mobile app? Um, and <laughs> At the end of the day, the truth is people will always be on their phones all the time. Yep. And if we can be a, a resource on the phone that's not as um, draining and that's, that's, that's increasing their, their positivity and, and uh, lust for life, if, if you may, uh, that's, that's something that we, we want to, to, to create. Um, but so that, that, that's where, why we're on the medium that we are. Definitely. I mean, listen, it sounds like you guys are right idea in mind. You guys are on the right path. Like I said, I've loved using the app and I'm excited to see what's to come. So wish you all the best. And I wanted to say again, thank you so much for taking the time and the floor is yours to plug anything you want. <laughs> I, I don't know. Thank you for having me, Randy. Um, I, I don't have anything to plug really other than to just go and, and try out wellness. It's getting a lot better over the next, um, you know, weeks and months. And, um, I'm really, really excited to share with you guys, you know, what we're working on and, um, how we're thinking about things and, and how the app progresses. I'm, I'm, I'm just like thrilled staring at these like Figma files that we're, we're ideating on. So, um, definitely look out for that and also feel free to like reach out to me on, I usually talk to people on Twitter, um, or just text me. You can find my Twitter at Tommy Searle seven. Um, and just, you know, I would love to hear your feedback or anything that, um, any thoughts you have, or if you really just want to chat. So I'm, I'm always open to do that. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Thanks for having me, Randy. Amazing. Well, that is it for this week. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know. You can shoot me a DM, an email, leave a review. All of this feedback will be used to make it the best that it can be. And see you next time.